Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. Welcome to episode 221 of the Sports Yak podcast. The Joe Necro episode. Joe Necro. The Necro brothers were both knuckleballers. Phil pitched most of his career for Atlanta. Joe pitched much of his career for Houston. Joe Necro won 221 games, which is still 97 fewer than his brother Phil won in the major leagues. And oh, by the way, Joe Necro had one career home run in Major League Baseball. He hit it off of Phil Necro. <laughs> That's a family fun story right there. There you go. You know, as I get up in my old age, Chuck, uh, someone once said, I've got more time behind me than I do in front of me. That's uh, probably accurate. And I go back to exactly one year ago today, we recorded a Sportsiac podcast episode 120. Oh, that was the Van Lingle Mungo episode. What? Van Lingle Mungo. Van Lingo Mungo. Van Lingle, I L I N G L E, mm-hmm. Mungo, M U N G O. Van Lingle Mungo. Yes. Those were the days. Yes, they were. <laughs> also, a year ago, we were talking about you throwing out the first pitch at the big wiffle ball championship here locally. Yes. Wearing my new Carlisle Newts jersey with the big 46 on it. Have they been playing this yes, season? Yes, they, they just had the hometown cup over the weekend mm. in New Carlisle. Unfortunately, the Newts, uh, they made the final four, I believe, but were eliminated before the championship. Okay. No call back on the championship did, throwout, did huh? not. Well, I think they had to worry about social distancing and the crowds that I would bring if I showed up. Yes. With the admirers and the devotees, the mavens. Everywhere you go, there's... The aficionados. There's always a crowd. Oh, let me tell you. Gathered or gathering. It's all I can do to get in the studio. I know. That's why occasionally you'll hear a vacuum outside because of the confetti and the rose petals that are thrown as I come down the hallway. Every day is a parade with Chuck Freeman. Oh, it's it's sad but true. Family Broadcasting Corporation... In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! Go! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! 
Let's get into it. Baseball. Cubs are playing very well right now. They beat the Reds last night by a count of 8-5. to five. Javi Baez with his first two homers of the year. The first one going to the opposite field, which is always a good sign with him. But the key for the Cubs right now, Corey, has been the starting pitching. Alec Mills, the number 5 starter, got the start last night, and he threw six innings of two-hit baseball. And the Cubs' starting pitching has been tremendous. I think they've got an ERA of something like 1.28. The bullpen is a is an arson squad waiting to happen. And so far, they've been able to survive that. But I still have trepidation anytime David Ross has to go to that bullpen. Do you feel like, and it feels, I think you've had your eyes on a lot of these games. You've seen them for yourself. Sure. Do you feel like this team gets it? Like, look, now we're, we're close to 50 games to go. I think there's a, a great deal of enthusiasm on this team. Yeah. I think they have very good leadership from the players themselves, starting with Rizzo. Uh, I would have no problem if somebody decided to slap a C on Anthony Rizzo's chest and say he is the captain of this team because this team does seem to follow his lead. I think Ross has done a good job with his position players rotating guys in getting them starts, getting them at bats. Uh, we saw Steven Souza Jr. get a start the other night. He hadn't played in a major league game since 2018. Got through his injury, came back, uh, m- had a nice game for the Cubs on Monday night. David Bodie had a home run last night, filling in for Chris Bryant, who's got a little bit of a bruise on his elbow. I have no problem with what he's doing with the position players. <laughs> this bullpen right now, I'm going to be very curious to see how he manages this. Monday night, the Cubs are cruising. They're up 8-1. I go to bed. I wake up to find all kinds of texts and tweets on my phone. And my oldest son basically does not have a kind description for what the Cub bullpen is. And so I go back and I find out that Craig Kimbrell, who is supposed to be the closer on this team walked four batters, hit one, and threw a wild pitch while getting nobody out and nearly blew the game. And the question I had, which seemed to be the question a lot of people had, is why was he allowed to pitch to that many batters when he wasn't getting the ball over the plate? Mm. So then Jeffress had to come in from the bullpen, and he, he managed to close things out and hang on to a win. But these wins are so valuable right now in this 60-game season. You can't afford to blow a game like the Cubs almost did on Monday night. Any players surprise you so far in this season? I don't think that any have really stood out and surprised. I've been pleased by the play of Nico Horner, a kid that played in South Bend last year, got called up at the end of the year when Baez got hurt to the big club. He's done a very good job at second base, good contact hitter, seems to understand situational hitting, a smart kid, as you would expect, having gone to Stanford. But I've been pleased with him, and I think Jason Kipnis has done a nice job in the times that he's been able to get some at-bats as well. Before we jump to that other Chicago team, here's your Cubs fun fact. On this day in 2014, Cubs, Rockies, 16 innings. All of the relief pitchers had been gone through. They grabbed backup catcher John Baker for the win. Get, and he got the win. Six hours and 57 minutes. Long one out in the mountains, yeah. White Sox. I watched a little bit of this game last night. Hey, here's the key for the White Sox. They've got to be able to get through the first inning. 
they've been giving up too many runs in the first inning and playing from a deficit all season long, and they find themselves 1-4. and four. It's not a coincidence that all four losses have been games where they've given up runs in the first inning. They have given up 13 first-inning runs so far in only five games. You can't continue to play from a deficit like that. And they played a good Cleveland team last night who beat them 4-3 and 5-3 at Progressive Field. So the White Sox wake up this morning in last place in the American League Central with a record of 1-4. and And that vaunted offensive lineup that they had has not been all that productive, but the biggest problem for them has been the starting pitching. Let's talk about the Tigers, or as my Uncle Joe used to call them, the Tigers. Well, the the Bengals out of Detroit, um, not playing all that bad. Rod and Garden hires team, 3-2 and two right now. They beat Kansas City last night. They did it with one big inning where they got uh, a pair of two-run homers from Jonathan Scope and Kristen Stewart. They sit at 3-2. and two. Remember, the Tigers had a pretty good start to last season. So perhaps a 60-game schedule bodes well for them. I don't know. We'll see. I think there are going to be surprise teams that come up during this 60-game season. Maybe Detroit can be one of them. Chuck and I do morning radio in South Bend. I get up at 3.30 a.m., and I have it down to a science. I know exactly how much time I want to give myself to get ready and get out the door. I sit down on the toilet. I don't go to the toilet. I just sit there to wake up, Chuck Freeby. Oh. And I look through the quick headlines of overnight. Did the Cubs win? What else is going on? Joe Kelly is trending on Twitter. And I say to myself, what's going on here? Easily some of the funnest tweets read today. Joe Kelly, the Astros, and the Dodgers. What did you like about the Joe Kelly tweets? I like that... All the sports fans were coming out of the woodwork with their funny armchair quarterback quotes, and they were just funny. And the one that you shared this morning might be my favorite one as well, is he is the hero we didn't know we needed right now. (laughs) So, obviously, you all remember the sign-stealing scandal from the Houston Astros, and the guy that was at the heart of that for the Astros. Uh, Well, there were a couple of guys, but a lot of people feel like Carlos Correa was one of them, Alex Bregman another. Joe Kelly is a self-described psychopath, and he took the mound last night for the Dodgers in relief with the lead and buzzed the tower on a couple of Houston players, Bregman being one of them. I think he might have buzzed Correa, too but wound up striking out Correa to end the inning. And after he struck out Correa to end the inning, you know, as Joe Kelly mentioned after the game, with no fans in the stands, well, you can hear pretty much everything that's being said by both dugouts. Yes. So the Astros weren't taking kindly to Joe Kelly's inside pitches. Now, this is the same Joe Kelly that in the offseason – there was a video that appeared of him as he was working out, throwing a ball through his own house window. One that got away from him. So he used that to his advantage last night after the game, saying, oh, those pitches that got near the Houston, you know, I'm not the most accurate guy. I mean, I broke my own window in the offseason. I'm just not the most accurate guy. 
Uh, so he strikes out Correa, and he's leaving the mound, and he said, nice swing, expletive. And that got the benches to clear in Houston. Now, as we mentioned on our last edition of the Yak, when you have a benches clearing incident, this is not like the benches clearing incidents that you and I grew up with, Corey. There will not be punches thrown. You'll just stand there and yell at each other because if there's contact between players, then there's going to be suspensions because of the COVID-19 fears. So it's basically just coming out and slightly kicking dirt at each other in heavy debate. Getting all puffy-chested. Oh, boy. Which played well to Joe Kelly's favor because he could continue his verbal assault on Carlos Correa. And he did. Yes. <laughs> Invite, he invited him to have a seat and be silent. His invitation may have been worded differently than that. I think you can perhaps put it into your own vernacular. Oh boy. Hey, what's the, what's the current Marlins update? Okay, so the Miami Marlins had more players test positive yesterday, which meant the majority of the team that went to Philadelphia over the weekend tested positive. I believe 17 of 30. Are they still in Philadelphia? So they are still in Philadelphia. Major League Baseball has suspended their season and their season only for a week. And they have retooled the schedule. So the Marlins were supposed to be at home playing Baltimore this weekend or this week. The Yankees were supposed to be in Philadelphia playing the Phillies, who had played the Marlins over the weekend. Of course, to do that, the Yankees would have to go in the visiting clubhouse in Philadelphia where the Marlins had been. And the Yankees basically said, there ain't no way that's happening. So what Major League Baseball has done is they're going to have the Yankees play Baltimore a couple of games in Baltimore this week so that those two teams can keep playing. Philadelphia will be able to play starting Friday when Toronto comes in. By that time, they feel like the clubhouse will have been sterilized and everything. And Any of the Phillies test positive during all this? Nobody. There have been no positive tests in Major League Baseball other than the Marlins since Friday. Wow. Okay. So, the good news is it didn't spread on the field. Now... You might ask yourself, well, how in the world did this infect just the Miami Marlins? Did they not follow the protocols of Major League Baseball? You know, let's take you back to Monday's Yak. Remember we were telling you about Lou Williams from the Clippers. And Lou Williams from the Clippers went outside the NBA bubble to go to Atlanta for a funeral. But while he was in Atlanta for a funeral, he happened to feel the need to stop by a gentleman's club, as they're called, and pick up some wings. I'm not sure that wings were on the minds of the Marlins players when they were playing their last summer camp exhibition in Atlanta. But apparently, one of the things that Atlanta is known for is... It's gentlemen's clubs. It's wings? It's gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> oh, no. And apparently the Marlins wanted to end summer camp with a, with a bit of a celebration. Well, that was the wrong thing to do. 
You said something on Monday's Yak. I related to my son. Now more than ever, these teammates are really needing to look out for one another. Yes. And their actions. I mean, common sense. Come on. Ugh. So you have to be a good teammate. And the Marlins weren't good teammates to one another, and they're paying the price. You want to segue into college football? Tom Petty told us the waiting is the hardest part, and that might be the way it feels right now for college football fans who normally this time of year are anxious to get the season started anyway. As we sit here on July 29th, we would be a month away from Notre Dame's season opener with Navy had all things been normal. But all things have hardly been normal here in 2020. And the Irish wait to see what their schedule will look like. And it looks as though they'll be waiting a little bit longer. The Atlantic Coast Conference was supposed to get together today and hammer out a schedule for the 2020 season, but they want to wait a week, uh, perhaps for the NCAA Board of Governance to come out with a decision. Now, it is interesting that the NCAA has told teams that they can start the season as early as August 29th if they'd like because there are concerns that the virus would get worse as we get closer to winter. So teams are saying, hey, why don't we have a chance to play some games a little bit earlier and get some games out of the way? Oklahoma and Kansas have both opted to move their games up to August 29th. Hard to say what Notre Dame's options are going to be. I think the conferences that have not set their schedules yet primarily the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. I get the sense, Corey, that these that these schools are going to opt for a conference plus one option. In other words, you're going to play basically a conference schedule, but you'll be allowed to play one non-conference game. That, as we said Monday, protects these rivalries like Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech. It also will allow Notre Dame, if they're playing a full ACC schedule, to put one other game in there. The question is, would that game be Navy? I think it would be. Would it be Arkansas? Would it be Western Michigan? Of course, then you've got the schools like the MAC schools, like Ball State. They've got to start scrambling around, looking for replacement games from the games that they lost when the Big Ten and the Pac-10 said we're going conference only. So Ball State is going to play Iowa State on September 12th in Ames. Iowa State lost a non-conference game with Iowa when the Big Ten said conference only. So they were in a similar boat with Ball State. They came together. They found a game. Good for them. The Elkhart County School Superintendents are supposed to be meeting with the Elkhart County Health Board today and perhaps getting more guidance as to what they'll be able to do in terms of athletics. Let's face it, all these athletic departments rely heavily on football as a moneymaker. And let's say you're sitting there looking at the opening game with Concord and Elkhart, which would normally be a a huge selling game. You you could easily sell out Jake Field for that. Fans in the stands from both schools. Yep. Well, chances are that's not going to be the case this year. You're feeling that. I, I, I think you'll have limited fans. I okay. think that's what's going to be allowed. Maybe uh, maybe the band and some parents. 
I, I that's just a gut sense. I have nothing to base that on other than my gut sense. It could change on Friday. It could change this afternoon. Yeah. That said, okay, if you have limited fans, these schools have to come up with ways of of creating revenue streams. And we talked about the pay-per-view option on Monday for schools. But these are all things that are going to be worked through here as we get closer to August 21st, which is the opening night for high school football. It's interesting that Kentucky and their high school athletic association has basically said, we're not allowing any out-of-state games this year. We're going to keep it in Kentucky. Well, Louisville Trinity is a power in Kentucky that likes to go to different states and play teams. So they had games scheduled with Carmel, Warren Central, and maybe Indianapolis Cathedral downstate. So Carmel has lost its season opener because it was supposed to play this Louisville Trinity team. And I think you're going to see more and more in Indiana high school football this year that if there is a season, and I think there will be, you'll see some teams only play seven games. Some teams might play a full nine games. It's just going to vary because there are pockets of this state. There are pockets of our area. Knox plays Winnemac in its season opener. Stark County has barely had any cases, and Pulaski County has had even fewer cases. The, the COVID problems really haven't affected those two counties. There's no reason that when Knox plays at Winnemac, they shouldn't be able to have a full house other than the fact that the governor would have this mandate of you can only have so many people in the stands. It, it's different in Elkhart and St. Joe counties right now. I, there's a bigger COVID problem in those counties, and those, so those county health departments are putting stricter limits on. So I, I think you're just going to see a variety of things happening around the state. I don't think it's going to be a one-size-fits-all, and yet the IHSAA has to try to, to manage all this. It's not an easy job right now at all. Let's end on some money talk in the NFL. Woo! Joey Bosa. He got his paper yesterday. Defensive end out of Ohio State has been a fixture on that Los Angeles Chargers defensive line. No question he's the best defensive player they have right now. And he got a contract extension yesterday that will keep him a Charger for the next six years. Five years, $135 million, and I believe... How much of that is guaranteed there? Uh, 76? 78. 78 million. That's a key figure to remember. When Alex Spanos bought the San Diego Chargers, which they were back then, back in the early 80s, that's how much he paid for the whole franchise. 78 million. And now Joey Bosa gets that in guaranteed money in this contract in 2020. How big are the contracts in the NFL these days? Well, Patrick Mahomes became a minority owner of the Kansas City Royals yesterday based on the money that he was getting from his new contract. Tell this interesting little fun fact about Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow has the same agent as Joey Bosa. Joe Burrow yesterday, the number one pick of the NFL draft in 2020, the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, signed his $36 million deal with the Bengals, 
which also included a $24 million signing bonus. I can't remember the agent's name, but the same agent that represents Joe Burrow represents Joey Bosa. So if you take the $135 million for Joey Bosa over the next five years and you throw in the $60 million, the $36 million contract, the $24 million signing bonus, if you throw that together for Joe Burrow, that's $195 million. NFL agents are limited to only 3% of the contract. But 3% of $195 million is still somewhere right around $6 million. So there's an agent that not only took care of his client, well, he took care of himself. Follow-up question on Joe Burrow. The $24 million signing bonus, is that part of the 36 or is that a separate number? That's a separate number. And he gets paid that within the next 15 days. $24 million to sign your name he, on the he, Bengal line. He's going to be a uh, a college recent college uh, grad who will look in his bank account and it will increase by $24 million sometime in the next 15 days, just like all recent college. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Oh, you jest. You jest. As a father of a recent college graduate, yes, yes, I do. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Happy 221 to you, Chuck Freebie. And happy 221 to you. I'm on Twitter at 46 Sports. He's on Twitter at My Name is Corey. We're on Twitter together at SportsYak with two Ks. Until next time, America, Ooga Luga Joni Crow. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's SportsYak. SportsYak. SportsYak is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.